You're listening to StaggerCast, brought to you by Stagger Gear. Another episode of Stagger Shorts. We're back after it. Greg's here on this episode. Last episode, you had to sit out one. I think you had some <clears> stuff yep. going on or what? What I, was that about? Well. Had to ditch me right there. I had to ditch you, you know? It's just, <laughs> well, sometimes I can't make it, you know? Yeah, but no, I hear you. I'm actually, this might be my last ever podcast. I didn't tell Uh-oh. you, but I'm uh, in the doghouse really? right now. Bad. With who? I told you I wasn't going to talk about Gandalf anymore, but I uh, got to drinking the other night a little bit, and... <laughs> So I got my Boone Crockett certificate in the mail for him, and it's just this so it's all official and everything. Yeah, from Boone Crockett. Yep. yep. And it's just this uh, flimsy piece of paper, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this little booklet that comes with it that says, "Hey, uh, you can order all this cool stuff that says your name and like the deer and the year and all that stuff." So I got looking through it, and <clears throat> they had like bedazzled belt buckles with like diamonds <laughs> on them. They, they had class rings. That's right up your alley, right there. Oh, man. They had everything. They had class rings. They had these really cool plaques and, like, black granite plaques. So I was like, mm-hmm. I want one of those. And then they had this this freaking whiskey barrel lid that's, like, all etched with Gandalf's information and stuff. So oh, no shit. I got into the, the booze a little bit hard and <laughs> <laughs> add the cart. And a couple hundred dollars later, I, I bought the whiskey barrel lid and the black uh, granite Plaque. So you're gonna have some good wall decor for that then. Yeah, I ain't gotta. I ain't Where gotta you even gotta, gotta, gotta put that? You say no you don't room. have much room. You got stuff all over your walls already. So that's why you're in the doghouse. The old lady's mad so at you. So it came the other day, and she's like, "What in the f is this?" <laughs> There's literally nowhere to put it. It's big. It's like it stinks. I mean, it's like <laughs> they literally took it off a whiskey barrel. Oh no, kidding. But it looks cool. But I just have nowhere to put it, so she's not that thrilled. Well, you right get now, the so. the den of death, and is that is den of death your basement or is that your garage? The what den you? of death is the garage. So, yeah. And uh, my buddy Matt named it that because every time he walked in there, it smelled like death because there's always something <laughs> hanging there getting skinned <laughs> out. Yeah. You go from like hunting right into like trapping season, and mm. then trapping's pretty nasty because you get. Like you catch a coyote and it's frozen solid, and then you have to wait till it thaws, and then uh, they just stink. And then, oh, yeah. so it's always a constant stench in there. Did so. you trap much this year? You, we didn't have as much, much luck, as you usually do. I feel like, no. like last year, this time you were shit. You were well, maybe not this time, but right after deer season when you start trapping, it's like bobcat, yeah. it's like yep. fisher cat, or everything else, coyotes. Yeah, something bo- uh, like beavers that. beavers yeah you were right after it yeah. last year you killed a bunch of stuff trapping i had traps out this year it just wasn't wasn't a very busy season we got some coyotes and uh i think a bob no bobcat we got during hunting season so is that really the video of yeah yeah that's <clears throat> really pretty yeah cool. really didn't have much luck at all but uh, i only trap behind my house so it's like well, you, if they're not in the area you, we're not gonna get you get everything so. thinned out behind that house <laughs> nothing gets a chance out there <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, but uh, no, uh, we got a skunk problem right now, bad. We got skunks? four of them. Yeah. I thought they hibernate, don't they? They do, but these ones don't. I mean, there's a, uh, so Ansel has that coyote, or the deer carcass bait pile. Yeah. And he said the other night there was four of them on the bait pile. Holy shit. So we got to, we got to do some skunk uh, management here. Some damn soon. Yeti skunks. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out in the winter. Yeah, I thought they hibernate. I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah. So. No shit. Well. But, hey, that freaking, um. ADK Tracker podcast, kicking butt, man. Everybody I've been talking yeah, to said people it's seem to be liking really it. Really good. Yeah, so. they're just a good group of dudes that are relatable, which is the biggest thing. And 
and uh, yeah, everybody seems to be liking it. So if you listen to that, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading that. We appreciate it. It's been uh, it was a lot of fun to record too. We had we were there for a while. I mean, we were there for what four or five hours, yeah, I think. We should have spent the night because it was like four <laughs> hours there, four hours back, and we were there for four hours. And then we hit a snowstorm on the way back too that night that pushed it out like an extra forty five minutes to an hour. But it's all worth it though. Oh yeah, I got had home at like two two a.m. and. Um, but then it came out the other day, and my wife's like, two-hour podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's the one that we got home late, and she's listening to it. She's not a hunter, but she's like, man, that's those guys have such good personalities. And, yeah. I mean, everything, she she was complimenting it. So. Yeah, they got a wicked crew over there. That that whole tent camping thing is, is pretty sweet that yeah. they have. They got eight, ten guys, I think they said they have. And if you see their, in their videos and stuff, you can see the deer hanging in and, and the, the camp life going on, drinking yeah. some bush lattes, as they say. And Well, it's yeah. not often you get – like those guys are hardcore hunters. Like to mm. even make it in a tent camp for uh, over a week is impressive. Uh-huh. And then add the drinking in with it. <laughs> it's like those guys are badass. That's hardcore stuff right there. I couldn't keep up. And um, we just scratched the surface on what we oh, could, yeah. um, you could you yeah. could sit down and record with those guys all day long. They got a million stories coming out of that tent camp and in the Adirondacks and yep. and so I want to go over there and do some some uh, like I've looked around in the Adirondacks before, but I haven't yet you know hunted over there. Yeah. And hopefully this year I get over there and actually do some hunting. But it always comes down to what I have for tags because like it like you it's hard to leave Vermont if I still have a Vermont tag I know yep. a lot of guys are like that and you got Maine always in the back of your mind New Hampshire's got some big ones over there so it's always it's always something but hopefully yep. this year we'll get over there maybe we'll have a stellar season and be able to check a bunch of boxes we'll see I know like as soon as we went over the Lake Champlain there it was like started seeing turkeys started seeing deer started seeing geese it's like it's you why, is it? Vermont. Why, is it? Yeah. <laughs> why is it whenever we leave vermont you start seeing game everywhere. it is weird like you're out in the middle of the adirondacks we took we took the road like straight through the adirondacks and uh it was uh the turkeys everywhere all over the side of the roads out in the middle of the mountain somewhere it's kind of refreshing to see like up our way here in vermont you don't see a lot of turkeys other yeah. than unless they're out in the farm field somewhere you know big old long beards like oh yeah just crossing the road eating salt mountain. off the side of the roads <laughs> rocks picking rocks everything but it's yeah it's refreshing to see because you don't see that a lot over here it yeah. seems like the state land of vermont doesn't have a lot of turkeys up this way no. i know southern vermont back when i went down to school down there at caston there was a decent amount of birds on public land down there yeah just cause i think the, the winters are just a little less you know aggressive down there compared yeah. to up here and our state forests up here don't have any oaks or nothing like that so just beaches and those are like they're not even every other year they're like every four or five yeah it's kind of weird this year i think should be a decent beach night year if it sets up right it's it's looking that way as far as the way you know the they're scheduled out to be as far as like every other year type of thing yep um but yeah for sure i know you had a list on your phone tonight so you got (laughs) you ordered the whiskey bear you ordered the sign you get all your boot and crock stuff what were you were you drinking too many coors lights or something the other day or what rocket man got finally finally got his wings singed (laughs) (laughs) Too, too close to the sun She's like, well, I had mentioned to her, like, when I first got the book, I'm like, I'm going to order these. And she's like, no, you're not. And, uh, <laughs> and then I just did it anyway. I remember you showed me the book when they mailed it to you, and it looked like a, like a class ring book. Like, yeah. uh, you get when you graduate, you can buy a picture, you can buy a class ring, you can buy this, you can buy that. Oh, they're like jackets. Of, the belt buckles are like thousands of dollars. Like, yeah. who the hell shows up with a bedazzled belt buckle? 14 karat gold Boonie Crockett. <laughs> belt buckle with all your score on it everything that's you right there that's right up your alley Jesus. big belt buckle guy <laughs> yeah, well, hey, she pisses me off i might order one <laughs> yeah you always can go back that's for sure i'll have to check out the whiskey barrel next time over there that seems pretty cool yeah put yeah. that in the garage right there <clears throat> yeah for sure but the so. box going in the house right the uh actual the mount oh yeah yeah that's no, going no, no, yeah all right i'll buy your moose i'm yeah. guessing yeah, yeah only my like uh 
I have like a bunch of horns and stuff like that. Stuff I don't really, you know, that's because like moss and humidity and all that get in the garage. So you all that good stuff's in the house. You got a stellar so. lineup of year and a half old bucks in the den of death on the I've wall. Got a, I've a got lot a, of skull plates on that wall. Yeah, the state would. I'm surprised they haven't come by yet to just to do a study of pre antler <laughs> restrictions because they're getting they're going from right to left and they're getting bigger every year. So are they? Yeah, I guess I missed that. <laughs> But you do have a lot of skull caps on that wall in the garage. Is yeah. that that's you? That's Ansel, or is that just you? Just me and uh, my dad's. A few of my dad's. Yeah. So mostly, mostly. <laughs> yeah, mine. that whole back wall next to the Coors Light sign and everything else you got going on in there. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of year and a half skull plates in there. Yeah. But it's Everyone's all part of a it. Trophy, man. Absolutely. Everyone now look at you. Now look at you. Did you you know that monster one I got right above my my bench? It's like really old mount. Oh, the super old, old mount? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that one was uh, when I bought the house. I, I pulled in to look at the house, and it was on a burn pile. And I told... It's I on a burn guy, pile? Yeah, I asked the guy, like, what is the deal with that deer? And he goes, yeah, they shot it out back in the 60s. And he said, well, I don't want the thing. I'm going to burn it. I was like, you take that thing off the burn pile right now. <laughs> it comes with the house. So. <laughs> but I, I've never got that thing scored. It probably scores... 130 140 yeah it's big deer so i was wondering what the story was i'm uh no you didn't shoot it because that mounts like 100 200 <laughs> years old but that's it's one with uh formaldehyde and uh, arsenic and everything else it's so. one that's got a hat on it and sunglasses right it's got the ansi's no limit hat ansi's no limit yeah is that, that what's that that's an old bar or something like that yeah so my my father-in-law ansel he likes to he likes to tip him back right so yeah. there used to be a bar in vermont called ansi's limit so they figured Ansel, Ansel has no limits. So yeah, that's true. They, they he does. Made him a hat that said "Ansi's No Limit," so everybody was wearing those around in the old days. So yeah, his his house was Ansi's No Limit. Gotcha. <laughs> so. uh, get the hat made for it and everything. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a story about him you had on your list over there you wanted to talk about? Oh tonight? Jesus, Ansel such a good Ansel dude. probably <laughs> kicked my butt for telling this one, but so we're up and we we're just talking about camp life and camp experiences yeah. and stuff like that. But we were up in Maine a few years back. It was me, Ansel, and another guy. Another guy was the other guy was single and. uh you know how it is when you're up in Maine and going on a week and you ain't seen your wife or girlfriend and every, you know, it's just, you start getting what are you, what are you getting at? I don't really know. <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> so Where are you going with this? We, we come out of the woods every morning. We'd meet at the same restaurant and uh, we'd, uh, we'd have breakfast. <laughs> well, the one guy um, that was with us was pretty sweet on our waitress. She was really, you know, she's a pretty cute girl. I wouldn't really know because I'm married. I didn't really look at her. But, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Big job here. <laughs> But she was, you know, and by the end of the week, they, they had had a pretty good report going. You know, he was flirting with her. She was flirting back. It was, you know, it was, it was going pretty well between yeah. them two. And, uh, of course, me and Ansel are there, a couple of schlubs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so Ansel has this thing when, uh, so if he drinks the night before, like, he has all these, like, bodily functions that ha- occur the next morning. Like, he'll get, like, into the fake gagging. Uh, he'll oh, cough. No. He'll sneeze, and when he sneezes, he could sneeze 30 times in a row. You don't know. Once he starts sneezing, he's sneezing. So, <laughs> so anyways, the, so the guy that was with us flirting with the girl, blah, 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 and Ansel's sitting there, and he gets into a sneezing fit. Well, he had just had a plate full of uh, eggs and cheese and, like, home fries and stuff. So, <laughs> so he lets out this friggin' about his 10th sneeze in a row. And I look over, and he's got friggin' eggs and cheese and snot <laughs> all the way down to like his belly button like hanging out of his nose out of both nostrils 
<laughs> and right at that moment, the girl, the waitress comes around the corner and she goes, is everything okay? <laughs> she looks at Ansel and he's trying to like wipe the snot into his sweat, black sweatshirt, oh, but it's just not working. And uh, he's, he's rubbing it in there and I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, you are fucking disgusting. <laughs> so the girl leaves and... And that was the end of the flirtation right there. That was like, it right there. He re- total, Ansel, Ansel's bodily functions killed it right there. Ansel C blocked him. Yeah. That was Ansel's limit right there. <laughs> so shut him down. But yeah, we, I think his record is like 37 times sneezing. And How like, is that even? I can't even sneeze three times. He just gets in a mode and, I'll, and like I'll stand there and I'll be like, if you sneeze again, I'm going to punch you in the head. And he'll, <laughs> he just keeps sneezing. So, But there's another time where uh, we had just got a moose and... The guy we were renting the camp off, he actually ran the check station. Yeah. So he came up in the woods to help us get the moose out. And while he, when he was just getting up there, I was just starting to field dress the moose. Mm. And uh, Ansel doesn't do good with guts either. He's like, oh yeah, I've heard about this before. <clears throat> yeah, like he throws up. So like I, I cut into the moose and I, I hit the frigging first thing I do is hit the guts and this frigging sounds about right <laughs> about thumb size like rocket of green pus like rolls out of the moose like. <laughs> And Ansel's like, bah, bah, bah. And the, the, the dude from Maine, he just looks at me and he goes, what the fuck's that guy's deal? <laughs> I was like, uh, you got to know him. Uh, but uh, he can butcher a deer, no problem, without gagging nothing. I mean, he cut oh, up no, mine and your, and well, you didn't buy yours. Hell but. of a cook. And he, uh, so I skin and, so I gut the deer, skin the deer, quarter the deer, and then mm. I bring it to his house and he processes it and. He yep. uh, he does a really good job. You said he's a hell of a camp cook, right? Like that's the guy. If you if you have someone designated to be a camp cook during deer season, that's your guy right there, right? Oh, big time! Yeah, he got he uh, like we'll go hunting all day, and like right when everybody's like ready for bed, that's when he shines. Like he's like he gets all pumped up and cooks a huge feast, and like he just he just loves doing it. So mm-hmm. uh, he's a hell of a guy to have a camp. Good asset, and he's always up for a blood trail and. Oh, yeah. Helping you out. I mean, you look at your video of the blood trail. He was fired up about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if, and if he drops me off in the woods, I'll be like, come get me. In, you know, he's just, he's just riding around. He's, the, he's the camp man right there. He's, oh, yeah. he's the pickup man. He's the cook man. He's everything. Yep, for well, sure. I had to, had to bring him up to Eustis this year and, and get him on a skillet up there for us. <laughs> no sense of direction at all. Guy can guy can kill uh, partridges <laughs> like nobody's business. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, he's good at partridge killing. Yeah. yeah. But you drop him off, and you don't really know if he, you're going to get picked up. Okay, got gotcha. you. You have to draw him like a, a map on a napkin, even, the, <laughs> even if there's full service, and he, he doesn't know where he is. But it's all right. Yeah, God bless him. We like we love you, Ansel. So, <laughs> oh yeah, he's a, he's a good man. So, oh man, what else? Uh, what else you have on your list over there? I see you. You're always bringing a list of these things, and I feel unprepared because I just hop in here and we start talking. But you got the. No, I mean, you I got was the just, mojo going over there. You know, we usually list. like to tell a deer story or two. Yeah. And I got a, you know, you had suggested maybe telling our first deer ever story. Yeah, you I, could. And, and I've got a, a couple, you know, other stories. But yeah, why don't you, I've talked enough. Why don't you uh, tell the story of your first deer and then I'll do mine and I'll roll into my camp experience. Yeah. Uh, my first deer, shit, that was back in, uh, I think it was 2006 or 2005. I was 10. So it was a youth, youth season deer, first deer ever. And uh, this is back, like, we hunted farmland stuff yep. real close to the house. And hunted hard all Saturday because Vermont Youth Weekend, you get two days there. Hunted hard all Saturday. I think I shot at a spike horn, missed it. Yep. Maybe I shot at a doe as well, missed it. Never uh, never touched them. And it came to Sunday, hunted all Sunday morning. Saw some deer, I think. But 
this was a long time ago. I'm trying to trying to remember. I saw some deer, I think, that morning, but couldn't get a shot or something. And then it was like our last hoorah at the end of the day on Sunday. And uh, my uncle and cousin came up to do a little push for us, try to get some deer moving in our direction. And uh, sure enough, here comes a doe, little skipper, like an 80-pound skipper. Yep. We're like, yep, yep, that's it right there. Get lined up. She's running right at us. And uh, right behind her comes this little, pretty much just like a glorif- It's a spike horn, but like glorified yep. out to be like a little six pointer tiny little brad tines and yep. little forks right behind her and then sure enough another one's come right behind her and it's pretty much just a spike horn and uh but he ended up having like little brad tines or something so at this point i'm 10 i'm just like get brown in the scope. <laughs> my dad's like get brown in the scope get it in there put brown in the scope pull the trigger and the one in the back a little dinky spike four pointer it's <laughs> the dirt right there smoked it right behind the shoulder and that was that's the first deer story that thing i shot it on like a pretty steep bank and it goes yep. all the way down the river it's probably like 200 yards down the river and it's just like this little pinch point that's steeper than hell yep shot the thing at like 25 yards had didn't really remember know what i was aiming at just put brown in the scope <laughs> just a mess shot it dropped it right there right through the shoulder and uh that thing proceeded to roll down the bank about mach 7 yep all the way down to the river so we had to drag it all the way back up that bank i remember that oh, and shit. uh but yeah, is that same what place Ryan got his first deer? Uh, no. Right around the corner from that same okay. same chunk of woods, but yep. right around the corner on that type same type of pinch point thing there. Yep. But, Your dad's a hell of a cheerleader too. I mean, he oh gets, man, he is. He lives for those pressure situations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good dude for yeah, sure when it comes to awesome. that. But that's the first deer right there, and kind of never looked back after that. That was the start of it. Ten years old. That's a good start right there. Ten years old. I didn't old. even start hunting till I was twelve. I mean, I was going with my dad. Yeah. But, uh, it was kind of a different deal back when I hunted him. We just there was didn't have was there a youth day. season? No, no, that's kind of a newer thing. <clears throat> no, I took my hunter safety and then started hunting with my dad when I was twelve. But uh, he was brought up. Um, he started hunting with a break open four ten. Oh man, just he like a to, little slug in it. <laughs> yeah, he had to walk around with a gun open with a gun, with the bullet in his hand because that was the first year. The second year he could put the bullet in and walk. So it was like a progression of gun safety. So he started me off with a break open twenty. And I missed like two nice bucks that were point blank range that you just fucking smooth board. Was it just like a like you said smooth bore four ten with just like a little yeah, bead on the end? Gun. Oh, same, that yeah. one right there. No, I mean it's different, same, but same same style. Thing, yeah, gotcha. I have one of them too, and I shoot slugs, <laughs> and you can't hit shit with those things. I had a I had a six pointer come in one day. I, I missed it three times point blank, right on bead right <laughs> on it. I'm like, what the hell? But uh, so finally, he got me a rifle and started using that. And um, there was this pinch point. Uh, we hunt over in Topsom. There was this pinch point um, that we used to set opening weekend, and we knew that the deer would get pushed at some point in the day and come down through there. So we'd both yeah. sit there, and um, <clears throat> I've seen I'd seen tons of deer there. Well, finally, um, we were sitting there one opening morning. I got hungry. I don't know if I told this on the podcast yet or not. I don't think you did. I got hungry and I went down the river where my dad was, and I said, "Hey, you know." getting about lunchtime you know let's let's head in to eat and he goes you're never gonna get a deer unless you sit and i was like okay so i went back and sat and a couple hours later we went in and had lunch but it, that kind of stuck with me like hey you gotta be patient you can't just want to yep. run, run back to the house all the time but it was always a big deal to go back to the house and see what my great-grandfather and my uncle got because like without fail my uncle would get a deer that's your uncle thing. laney there that yeah. you talked about yeah yeah and he's like probably the one of the best hunters i know and he'd always have a deer the first day. So uh-huh. we'd always want to go look at what he got. Yeah. Um, so that afternoon, <clears throat> we were walking down in the woods, and he looked at my rifle. And my dad looked at my rifle, and, he, you know, he liked to pick on me and stuff. And he looked at the rifle, and he looked at me, and he goes, you never shot that in anger, have you? 
like just picking on like saying you know <laughs> you never get a deer have you? so i was like no i haven't so went down in the woods and i was actually sitting there like dozing off and sitting there watching that pinch point and i happened to open my eyes and i see this deer running from left to right and I, I could see it was a buck, and I was half a friggin' sleep, and my gun was up, safety was off. I shot it behind the shoulder, and it died right there. And, no shit. And I didn't have time to get nervous, so it was probably perfect. But um, <clears throat> so that was my first deer, and my first three bucks were in the exact same spot. Really? Go there opening weekend and have somebody just push a, a deer pinch by. point, just have them going through there. Yep. Yeah. So they nicknamed the spot Greg's Rock after after me. So Greg's Rock. <laughs> you ever go back there since, or is it the woods <clears throat> changed? Uh, no, I mean, the main problem is the, there's not the hunters that there used to be. There used to be like a bunch of hunters in there that would push deer around. Now there's, they're just natural movement. So about 300 yards to the east, um, I put a stand up and I've, I probably killed like, Jesus, I don't know, 10 plus bucks right in that 300 yard swath. And, uh, I have a stand in there called my birdhouse cause it's like 25 feet up in the Those air. Those are all the, the bucks on in the wall in the den of death. <clears throat> That's eh? a lot of them right there. That's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> I did shoot a nice eight pointer in there one day, but, uh, that, That's when you have mounted downstairs? Yeah. 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 That one was, uh, came chasing a doe through and the doe had her mouth wide open and he came through and just like right under the, like a bow shot right under the stand and got him. But nice. that's probably the best one I've got there. But, but now the, the best thing about growing up over in Topsom was like my, my great grandfather, my dad and my uncle were just as hardcore as it got. Mm-hmm. Like they were about results. They went out there, busted their butt. They'd sit, they would do drives and <clears throat> it was all about getting deer meat. Whereas my other side of my family, my grandpa Gove, he had like a awesome, well, it wasn't say awesome. It was kind of mice infested, but <laughs> you get, I'd bust my ass over here in Thompson. And then I'd go to Warren, Vermont, where my grandfather's camp was. And he was also a good hunter, but he was more about the camp life and like getting to camp. Deer camp, full a, on. Yeah. Having a whiskey. They, My uncle would break the banjo guitar out. He'd break the fiddle out. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. they'd be all Old night. Old school Vermont deer camp. Oh, yeah all night drink fest yeah. get up they only did deer drives yeah that's all they did and uh so it was i got introduced to like both sides of it really well so i was pretty lucky growing up that um i got kind of the best of both worlds there but yeah is that so go ahead no go ahead i would say is that close by on your your river buck store you didn't you have a spot by a river or something that you're killing a few deer at <clears throat> no that was uh that was topsom still still top there's a yeah there's a, where we hunt there's a big river that goes through there and on um, I was just saying, like, I've had really good luck on, like, noisy, crunchy days, like, getting my getting the wind in my face and hunting up rivers. Yeah. And actually done that twice, um, where I've got a couple, I think one was a seven and one was a six-pointer, just, just hunting up rivers slow. And I think that that could work up in Maine where we go, too, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes it's just so crunchy in those uh, deer. The way it's been the last couple of years, three years, it's been hotter than hell that first two weeks we're up there. But, yeah, no, yeah. it's a good idea. But both of those bucks, the first one, I was at, I actually at a tree stand on the river, and I was uh, sneaking up the river, and I looked up at my tree stand, and I'm like, yep, my tree stand's still there. And then I looked I looked down, and the buck was like 15 yards in front of me mm. and never saw me. I just pulled up and shot, and it ran off. And it took me an hour to find it because it was in the little, little group of Christmas trees, and I couldn't see blood. Yeah. <laughs> but he was dead right there. And then the second one was like a hundred yards past that. We're just sneaking up that river with the wind in my face. And then I saw the, a six pointer before it saw me. And so that's just like, 
That's kind of my go-to if it's crunchy out. It's just finding rivers. Creeping a river. <clears throat> Creeping a river that's got some water going down it. That's uh, And then you, it's a good place to find runways, too, because mm-hmm. it's all often pretty muddy there. So mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, on those hot days. I mean, the rivers are, um, you know, it's that collection point for all that cold air that's all that's dropping down because you know hot air rises cold air drops and those rivers are carrying that cool air down i mean other than the the mountaintops and that green stuff where they hang out on those hot days good chance to catch one down by the river too down there yeah but no that that woods there and topsom is probably i mean it just that's where i grew up hunting and it's magical little place and always will hold a good place you're never gonna forget that no i mean that's where it all starts my great-grandfather was getting up in years and um, so they kind of stuck him with the young guy, which was me. So we did a lot of hunting together mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'll never, you know, always cherish that, you know, I still can actually hunt there, but there's not much, many deer there and it's pretty far drive now, but, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but no, um, a lot of cool stories. Yeah. I was with my great grandfather one time we were about hundred yards apart in the woods and my dad and my uncle were doing a drive and, uh, we, uh, I heard a shot and it sounded like it was my great grandfather. So I ran down there and I walked up to him and I said, did you shoot? And he goes, no, I didn't shoot. And, uh, my uncle and my dad walked out and we're all shooting the shit for a while. And actually there was a couple of raccoons up in this big, big ass maple tree, hmm. which we promptly shot. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so we're standing there and, um, and then all of a sudden, my grandfather points over and he goes, why don't you go, go drag that for me? And there's a dead buck, like, laying, like, 60 <laughs> yards away for, like, a half an hour. Like, my dumb ass didn't see it. Like, <laughs> but he had shot that deer. But, yeah, you always knew where you were hunting with him because his hearing aids would whistle, like, incessantly. So you, oh. you'd hear him, you'd hear the hearing aid whistle, and then you'd hear him, fuck! And he'd be <laughs> screaming. But, uh, great guy, great hunter. So, uh, but anyway, so, well. Get anything else we want to add here before we wrap this up? No, I mean, these are just short ones. So. Yeah, just a shorty. and uh, we got to get your dad on here sometime. Yeah, he boy, he's stories. got a lot of stories. Oh, a yeah. lot of funny stories back in the day from old school bow hunting days to... Me and him got some pretty <laughs> yeah, good Yeah, you guys have done a lot, of, a lot of hunting stories from back <laughs> in the day. Uh, I guess thing on closing, we just submitted all our paperwork and stuff for hunt stock, so we're all set for that, yep. lined up, ready to go. we got a bigger space this year. we got more products coming this year that will be on display there that you guys can pick up there. Uh, if you haven't got your tickets yet, you can do it online. We'll post the, the link to get tickets in the description of the episode. But uh, we hope to see you guys there. It's a great event. And uh, I guess we'll see you on the next uh, full-length episode, and then we'll do another shorts after that. Yep. But uh, have a good week, guys. See you later.